Hey there, thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. We're on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and uh, worldwide, wherever you are. We're so happy to have you join us today as we talk about things coming back in the post-pandemic era. And one of those things is one of my absolute favorite summertime activities. It's hitting outdoor theater. Theater Under the Stars is very special, and Theater West Virginia is one of the places that I love to see it happen. Scott Hill is the longtime executive director at Theater West Virginia, and he joins us to talk about what's in store for the 2021 season. Excited doesn't really cover where we're at. I mean, we're apprehensive and excited and everything all rolled into one. The pandemic has has scarred us for a little while, and it's still kind of around. We're in a national park, the the newest national park in the country, New River, and uh, you know, but we're we're anxious, but we're also excited, and we're a little, um, you know, things are still changing, and we're playing it by ear. We have a link to Theater West Virginia's website where people can uh, pick up tickets, and there are folks that listen to the podcast from all over the country, all over the world. So let's rewind a little bit because you mentioned a couple of things there that are interesting. First of all, that that you're in the newest national park in the United States, but Theater West Virginia has a pretty long history. So how did it all begin there? Well, we started as a, it was a good idea of a bunch of folks in the 50s, 1950s, trying to bring uh, entertainment and tourism to southern West Virginia. And in 1961, we opened up at that point in uh, Cliffside, it was a state park, and it opened up in 1961, and we've been there ever since doing outdoor dramas. And, you know, a lot of fresh air, a lot of sunshine, the occasional bit of rain, the occasional bit of this, that, and the other. And a, a deer or two will walk uh, walk by the stage occasionally. And uh, we've been taking folks out into the woods, as I call it, for the last uh, uh, 60, well, this is our 61st season. Help me by painting a picture of what your facility is like there. If, if folks have never been to see a theater West Virginia production, you're in Beckley, West Virginia. I've been there many times, and and it's very accessible. You have Amtrak service there. There's jet uh, service into the airport there at Raleigh County, uh, interstate uh, service close by. But you really are out in the woods, so to speak. So paint that, that picture for folks as to what they can expect a, a night at Theater West Virginia. Well, if you're in Beckley, you're about 15 minutes away from us and a little short drive out and uh, through the country and uh, get, get on the interstate for a little while, then get off of uh, exit uh, 129 and you go six miles straight into the woods. And we are the last thing that you'll hit, um, <laughs> that and some rhododendron bushes. And uh, we are, uh, we, our amphitheater has been there since 1961. The top of the house had a, uh, a, a tremendous fire in the uh, mid-90s, and they rebuilt the top of the house. But it's very much a primitive structure as far as, um, as far as it's a national park setting so a lot of brown you'll see a lot of brown and we have 1200 seats in a bowl configuration and our stage is 60 foot wide by 60 foot deep and that's where we put on our historical shows and broadway shows and concerts scott hill is our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast, brought to you by our friends at speakermatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. Live events are coming back. We're talking to Scott about one of them now. And if you're a platform speaker, or maybe you're an event organizer, an event planner, get together and find one another at speakermatch.com. 
Um, many folks who are listening may have seen the, the great piece on CBS Sunday morning a couple of weeks back about the New River uh, National Park, the United States' newest national park. And that's right there in Theater West Virginia's backyard. Well, we're, we're right part of it. I mean, we look down. It's called Grand View for a reason. And the Grand View is the view of the river and the snake that it uh, wraps through the mountains of southern West Virginia, through the Appalachian Mountains. And this river snakes right through it. And we have a great view of that. Just the overlook is worth coming out to see. But then we're we're probably 200 yards away from the overlook is our front door to our um amphitheater and then nightly we we uh we, we put we put on our shows but yeah we are so happy to have that kind of publicity and we've had uh, you know everybody and his uncle as we say as has, has seemed to be been in the area with a microphone and and doing some very positive pieces about our area we have a secret that we we hold as as west virginians or folks from the appalachian mountains we we got a pretty cool thing going on and and we're sometimes reluctant to tell everybody about it but the word is out the world's going to know that this newest national park it's different than yellowstone or 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 some of the other national parks because you're going to come and find things that you don't expect you know you go to yellowstone and you're going to go see old faithful and you're going to go see some some of the monuments and 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 you know what you're going to see here it i think because of the the newness of the park folks aren't quite sure of what they're going to see they're not going to connect when they first think i'm going to go to west virginia to the national park you know we're going to see an outdoor drama we're going to see this we're going to see the bears or we're going to whitewater raft or we're, we're going to we're just going to hang out you know wade in the river or what whatever there's you know there's multiple things to do and you're going to find them out when you get here there's going to be a lot of cool things to do. Theater West Virginia is the subject of our Big Time Talker podcast today. Scott Hill is the executive director there, and uh, you can visit them online. Your website, Scott, is? Theaterwestvirginia.org. We are a nonprofit, 5013C, and you can visit our website. Check us out on the theaterwestvirginia.org. And if you want to write us a check, that's good, too, because remember, we're a nonprofit. <laughs> And I guess, like most theater, you know, last year uh, during COVID, you were unable to open and, and you were in great company. I mean, Broadway was not able to open all last year. But what does that do financially um, and, you know, also from a, gosh, a, a gut check standpoint for a theater like Theater West Virginia? It must have been just devastating. Well, you you just you really look at it. And you go, okay, is this thing going to happen, or is this going to take us out? You know, it's the moment. I've, I, it, it's close to it when you're sliding on ice in your car, and you think you're going to hit the the side rail, and there's that moment you really think, well, what am I really going to hit this side rail? Well, last year all summer we were sliding sideways as a business, and we were just hoping not to hit the rail, and luckily we didn't hit the rail, and now we're able to straighten it up and get back on the road. So we hope that it it didn't do any permanent damage but it did bring us closer together as an organization we had radio broadcasts we took hatfields and mccoys and turned it into an episodic radio show there's eight versions on our website of just hatfields and mccoys the radio show and uh, we we did uh, several other things uh, we we did a a poetry reading of golly mountain which is a um, a great west virginia appalachian a poet. Her name is Lois McNeil, and she wrote some of these poems, and we we brought that to life, and we captured it on film. And now we have that, ava- we're going to have that available in the fall. 
Uh, so we came together and worked as we could. You know, we did our Zoom meetings and we did all the other things that we, we, we thought we could do. And we did the Christmas Carol, the Dickens uh, story online. And that was interesting. We just tried to keep everybody's spirits up and, and, and say, hey, we are going to get through it. There is going to be a vaccine. We are going to find a brighter day after this rain stops. And, and hopefully the rain has stopped and that will be the theme for the summer, clear days ahead of us. But we just made it through like everybody else. For me to say I had a plan would be a would be a terrible, you know, uh, a, a terrible lie for me to say I didn't have a plan. I woke up every day and said, "Okay, here's what we're going to have to do today, and can we do it?" And we tried, and we failed a lot of times, but we got some really cool stuff accomplished even during the pandemic. You, you mentioned Hatfields and McCoys a couple of times, and one of the things I know as a native West Virginian growing up back there is that for many years um, you would uh, do a presentation of the Hatfields and McCoys on stage, I believe in, in uh, even-numbered years, and then in odd-numbered years you would do another show about West Virginia uh, called Honey in the Rock. And, and this is the year that you open with Honey in the Rock. But for folks who are listening that don't know what that story is about, tell us about your opening show, Honey in the Rock at Theater West Virginia. Well, West Virginia, like, like every, like it seems like everything about West Virginia, there's controversy or misconception on uh, just about everything. And, and the story of Honey in the Rock is about the formation of the state of West Virginia. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's well known that West Virginia kind of got kind of upset with Virginia and decided to separate and, and do its own thing back in the 1860s. And so we tell that story from a, a farmer's point of view and a, a, a Western Virginia's point of view, uh, real, um, a Western Virginia's point of view, and then he becomes a West Virginian. And so it is the story of the formation of West Virginia. And we're happy. It's a Civil War drama because we uh, came to be in controversy and conflict and that kind of sets a tone for West Virginia. And so we, we bring that to life and we're looking forward to doing uh, honey in the rock again this summer. What are the other shows that you have coming up? There are a couple of Broadway shows I know too. Tell me about the rest of your season. Well, we're, you know, we, we normally do Hadfields and McCoys, which is basically the story of two young lovers and two families that don't like each other. And, it ends up there's you know there's problems between the family and everything. But we're not doing Hatfields and McCoys this year. We're going to do Bill Shakespeare's William Shakespeare's version of Hatfields and McCoys. It's called Romeo and Juliet, and uh, we're going to do Romeo and Juliet on three Sundays. Uh, William Shakespeare's uh, first time we've done Shakespeare that I've that I've been here in the last 10, 15 years. But we're going to do Romeo and Juliet on Sundays, July eleventh. 18th and 25th and then we're going to do tarzan and tarzan with the phil collins music that's a disney production so so we're really excited about the tarzan production we're going to do to wrap up the season of course we're starting off the season with alice at wonderland and alice at wonderland is alice in wonderland it's an updated version so this highlight highlights our uh academy students Ages 8 to 18 is, is most of our cast, not all of it, but most of it. Alice loses her phone down, her cell phone down the rabbit hole. So you know, so you know she's going after it, you know? So, and then chaos comes much, 
you know, immediately after she enters Wonderland. So we're looking forward to bringing that. So the whole schedule is Alice at Wonderland, and then we do Honey in the Rock, our Civil War drama, and then we do Romeo and Juliet on the Sundays, uh, the 11th of July, the 18th of July, and the 25th of July. And then we end up our season that last week of July. We end up our drama season with that last seven days of Tarzan, the musical. And uh, you mentioned that you have a couple of concerts uh, this summer as well to utilize that big, beautiful outdoor stage. And if you love live music, you can come out and, and see that under the stars um, at Theater West Virginia, part of the New River National Park and Preserve. August 1st, Sunday night, August 1st, uh, Landau Eugene Murphy Jr., our mutual buddy, is celebrating his 10th year of winning AGT. This is the 10th summer, and he's got a new live album out and lots happening in his world. He's going to close your season out August 1st. Have you ever done a big national act uh, in the history of Theater West Virginia on that stage? Do you know? Not that I'm aware of. So this will be a fun thing, and we're, we're, we're getting out and uh, publicizing that. And that's that's going to cap our season, uh, like I said, uh, August 1st. And we're, we're looking forward to Landau coming out. And, and it's always great to, when you meet these folks that, that um, when, when, they, when they meet your expectations. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. will exceed your expectations i mean he's he's not only a great talent he's a great person and that's the coolness of of this being able to bring someone that i i I know and that we know to the grandview stage and and put it outside and hopefully by then we're going to be covid free and we're we're, we won't have any restrictions as far as how many folks we sit in there and we can hopefully pack it out at the end at the first day of august on a Sunday night uh, there at Grandview. I mean, how could it get a whole lot better? A Sunday night at Grandview with Landau Eugene Murphy outside in an amphitheater in a national park. And, uh, you know, shoot, the Bears weave a lineup to see that. <laughs> You're right. And, and you know, you mentioned Landau being a good guy. He really is. You know, I, I've seen this guy all over the country just extolling the virtues of West Virginia. There's a guy that, you know, could have lived anywhere in New York or Los Angeles, and he's performed all over the world. But he, he chose to remain based in West Virginia and loves to come out and, and play these uh, big national shows and bring that big national feel uh, to places like Theater West Virginia. So uh, a, a good representative of the Mountain State. Oh, yeah. He, he's a great representative of the Mountain State because actually he encompasses a lot of what we are. You know, uh, people will have perceived uh, uh, notions of Landau and then he's going to come and be a whole different thing. They think he's one thing and he's 37 different things and they're all good. And West Virginia is the same way. We, we have uh, people have the perception of what West Virginia is, but when they come and see us and experience it firsthand, generally I think we improve their perception of, of, of who and what we are here in the Appalachian mountains. You know, if you saw Landau on America's Got Talent, and it's hard to believe it was 10 years ago when, when he won that uh, that competition, you think of him as a great American songbook singer, and, and he is that. He's fantastic at Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and Nat King Cole. But uh, I saw a show with him a couple of weeks ago, Scott, and he did a tribute to a guy who grew up right there in Raleigh County, West Virginia, who was a, a you know a major influence on him, and he actually got a chance to to perform with him and spend time with him. He does a great tribute to your hometown guy, Bill Withers. I've seen a little bit of that, but I haven't seen the whole show. 
So I, I look forward to seeing that August 1st. And, uh, and I encourage everybody to come out and, and be a part of that one. That's going to be something really special. It, it could be one of the biggest concerts we, we've ever had here at Theater West Virginia. And we're, we're looking forward to uh, taking Landau outside. And uh, it should be a fun night. And tickets for Landau and all the Theater West Virginia performances are available at theaterwestvirginia.org, theaterwestvirginia.org. And you're like a minor league baseball team. You've always got lots of specials going on and, and ways for, for folks to pick up tickets at different group prices and discounted pricing as well. So be sure to, to check on that on the website. Hey, you mentioned uh, hopefully by August being open at, at 100% capacity. We do still have COVID. It, it hasn't gone away, although the restrictions are being lifted. Uh, it seems like daily it's, it's getting better and better out there. As of today, as we record this podcast, how are you handling COVID at Theater West Virginia? We are social distancing. We have 1,200 seats, but our top number is 514 right now. And we can spread everybody out. We feel like we can spread everybody out into the 1,200 seats. And if you're vaccinated, you can come in without a mask. If you're not vaccinated, please wear your mask. We're not going to ask you, but it's it's part of being a good human to tell the truth and wear your mask if you're not being vaccinated. And if you are, go you know, come on in. And um, we are spreading some folks out. Like I said, our 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 sellout level at this point, or our capacity level, is 514 seats, and we're spreading. Everybody under some gaps in between the seats, and we're trying not to expose folks to other folks. And we also have what we call available seats, and those are seats that won't be sold, that if you're not comfortable exactly where you're at and somebody's near you and you don't want to be near them and you want to sit, we, you can move to the available seats. So we're trying to give everybody, not one, we're limiting our, our, our number of people in our event. And then secondly, we are giving opportunity fo- folks opportunities to move around the amphitheater if they feel that they want to move and get a, a better view or away from the crowd or what, you're going to be able to do that. So we're going to use every single bit of the amphitheater. And I think it at 514, it feels that as of now, that's where we're at. But we hope to have, as we go through July, get more guidance from the National Park Service and we can open it up. I mean... You know, the Foo Fighters are playing to no restrictions and that sort of thing all over the country. And we hopefully it will come to West Virginia. But the National Park Service is always going to err on the side of caution uh, with whatever they do. And this is no no different. So to expect them to be out on the front edge of letting people sit together, that's not what the National Park Service is about. And we are under the National Park Service's guidelines when it push come to shove that's where we're at and uh you know uh so 514 out of 1200 seats but then you'll be able to spread out we're gonna we're gonna have available seating you can either sit where your tickets are or you can move over and get some space between you i I think that's just the safest way to do it now i'd love to sell 1200 seats to every show but that's just not where we're at at this point in time but we're trying to keep everybody safe and then we'll have guests for years and years and years after this who are your guests, Scott? Who comes to Theater West Virginia? You talked about uh, a couple of shows, it sounds like, that, that have predominantly uh, young cast, children's cast, the, the Tarzan show and the Alice in Wonderland show. And then you've got Honey in the Rock, the Civil War drama that's got stuff going on, and Romeo and Juliet, uh, the Shakespeare play. 
Uh, who are are the folks that come to your shows, and and where are they from? About half of them are what I consider local in and the within fifty miles. The other half are fifty miles and more. I mean, it's just simple as that. And uh, folks on vacation, folks coming through, folks visiting families, things like that are are the fifty percent. It's actually forty nine percent outside folks, and then. 51% local folks. We, we ran the numbers recently. And I have a picture of one guest that was 103 years old. And the same night, we had a guest that was three months old. And I have a picture of those two folks together, the three-month-old and the 103-year-old. And that's that's our range. I mean, yeah, that, that's our official range, you know. We, we have a senior citizen discount that we give out to anyone that thinks they're a senior citizen. So we don't try to put an age on it. You would think that our shows, you could look out from the stage and kind of figure out what show you're at by the audience, you know, that... You would think that the Civil War drama is only going to attract folks of a certain age and my age group and above. That's not the case. We, we have folks sprinkled in from all over the place and we have all different age varieties that come in and, and are a part of that. And the good thing about theater, you can wrap them up. And, I, I, you know, Senior Friends is a group of uh, uh, Raleigh General folks. They're sponsoring one of our Alice at Wonderland nights. And that's one of the biggest selling shows we've got. These seniors are coming out and they want to see these younger people uh, doing this show. And so we, we have a lot of different age brackets coming in and we encourage everybody to come. There's always something to see, do and be a part of theater West Virginia. Well, you could you know spend the day rafting on the New River or hiking the trails there, or, uh, mountain biking or rappelling. And then you've got a, a nice evening under the stars at Theater West Virginia. I, I want to bring it back in our, our closing minutes to to get into the nuts and bolts of that huge operation, and and ask you, for you personally, what what's the toughest part of your job as the executive director there? I, I you know I would hazard a guess that it's it's the fact that you don't receive gobs and gobs of of state and federal funds to run this thing. It's really about selling tickets. But but for you, what is the, the hardest part of being the executive director of an enterprise like Theater West Virginia? Well, I would have had a different answer two years ago, but right now and going through what we did, it's the uncertainty of things. It's the planning and then not being able to pull it off, even though you plan it well. You know, we needed a roof. We need a roof. We don't have a roof. One of the great things about Theater West Virginia, it's outside. It's outside. It's outside. One of the bad things about Theater West Virginia, it's outside. It's outside. So it rains on us occasionally. But really, the uncertainty is is, is you plan and, you, and then you got to change plans because other things, and we are a part of this. We're a cog in a, this huge machine. And we we're trying to do what we do and the frustration you get you do everything you can to make sure it's right and something happens completely out of your control and it's no longer right that's the new frustration and and the pressure of trying to keep something alive in west virginia that is really important the fact that i believe it's really important right down to my soul that's the reason we're trying to do it and gathering the uh, a group of people to do it and that's always you always surround yourself with folks that are uh, have more ability than you do and that's what we've been able to do and uh, and so hopefully we're going to be alive and moving forward is what it is we're still here and we're still moving forward and there's a lot of things with the with the federal cuts that have happened over the last 10 to 15 years uh, and the state cuts due to the you know the old trickle down they wouldn't have if you would have asked them 10 years ago, can you do this thing with this amount of money coming in from state helping and some other things, 
they had said no. So we've had to readjust what we do. Really happy to be here. And we, 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 a lot of good folks have put a lot of time, effort, and their checkbook into this and enable us to continue bringing folks art in, here in southern West Virginia. One of the cool things, Scott, about uh, Theater West Virginia, to use a, a minor league baseball analogy, is you can often see some really talented people, talented actors and actresses on their way up in the industry at places like Theater West Virginia. And I know a, a couple of folks that have graced that stage. Uh, David Selby, who went on to be uh, you know, very popular movie and television actor, started with Barbara Streisand, had a starring role on Knott's Landing and on Dark Shadows. Chris Sarandon from Fright Night and uh, you know, the Frankenstein movie and a million other things. Um, when you see these young performers come through, do you have that kind of eye that you go, wow, you know, that person's going to go somewhere? Well, I see that in a lot of folks. But also, we, we have also, uh, we, we've also graduated from our TWV alumni have went on to be West Virginia Supreme Court justices also and and members of the uh, uh, um, of the community and 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 not not only not only great actors but great people and great and, and great West Virginians and and great humans I think that's that's the cool thing about it being being able to see these folks and and I've been in my position for the last eight years now, and I'm starting to see children that we started in our academy that were nine and ten years old become adults and become young men and women, and it's 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 great to uh, see that. When I was in high school, I played baseball and I threw a pretty mean curveball, and and I was I was pretty daggone good if I do say so myself. I was a legend in my own mind. But you know, after I was 18 years old and graduated high school, no one asked me to throw that curveball ever again. <laughs> Theater West Virginia trains you in a talent that you're going to use every day of your life whether you're 18 or 81 you're going to be able to communicate your thoughts to people and communicate to people and that's a great thing about this thing being part of the youth academy and all the other things that we have are we're training folks to be able to express themselves to other human beings and that's a great way to spend your summer as far as i'm concerned it's got to be very gratifying, and I wonder, uh, you know, to, to flip my previous question on its head, I asked you what the, the toughest part, the most frustrating part of your job is. When you look back on that, that eight years, um, tell me about a favorite memory or a favorite moment from Theater West Virginia. It was my first year, and I had a gentleman come up to me, and he was a senior citizen. By, I mean, he was in his 70s, and he said, uh, my wife and I came to this show in 1961 as part of our first date i lost my wife last fall and then i read in the newspaper where y'all were going to go out of business and it really bothered me that i was going to lose both of you in the same year he said i am so glad you're here and i felt and i still still get emotional with it but it was the reason that I stayed up and worried all the way through January and February and March and April and May and to get to the shows in July we did that year and to have that man tell me that he linked theater West Virginia with his wife and he just lost her, but he still has the theater because what we were doing, it was, it was God's message to say, you're all doing the right thing there. You better keep on doing this. So that's what's got me through the tough times. And we're maintaining Theater West Virginia, not only for the future folks that will see it, but for the, the folks that have already seen it, and it's part of their uh, fabric of their lives. 
I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to name names because the, there's always a danger that you'll leave somebody out. But to put on uh, a summer theater program in a national park under the stars takes a whole lot of people to do. Yes, there's uh, there's days that I would have ran away screaming and yelling if it wasn't for the volunteers that we have. And, and uh, you know, uh, I've got from parents to folks that don't have kids that have just did the theater for wherever. I've got community folks that don't have a direct tie to Theater West Virginia, but just think it's a positive thing to be in the, to be in the area. I've got other folks that, you know, that, that don't come out to the park much, but they write a check and help us out because they think it's the right thing to do for Southern West Virginia. So all these different type of folks, you know, the parents you would expect and, and I appreciate and, and, and they and I really lean on the parents of my actors to come in and be a part of it. And they run my concession stand. And that's a big part of it, too. So and this year, our concession stand will be a little more limited. So we have challenges in the concession stand. It's, you know uh nothing's I, I guess the phrase is nothing's ever easy in the pandemic and we're still kind of on the fringe of the pandemic scott as we as we wrap it up here um if you would run through your summer 2021 schedule for folks and tell them how they can get tickets all right you can get tickets by giving us a call at 304-256-6800 or going to our website theaterwestvirginia.org theaterwestvirginia org. Now, what we're going to start the season off with Alice at Wonderland. It's a, a version of Alice in Wonderland, but Alice loses her cell phone down the rabbit hole. And then chaos comes really close after that. So we have eight shows of that, and it's going to run all the way to July 3rd. And then on July 8th, we start with a Civil War drama. And the Civil War drama is called Honey in the Rock. It's this formation of West Virginia is the theme around this particular show. We've been doing this show since 1961, and this is uh, our special year that, that we will have that production. Then on the Sundays, uh, the 11th of July, the 18th of July, and the 25th of July, we're doing William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And then we're going to close out the season as far as the dramas are concerned. That last week of Ju uh, July, we're doing Tarzan the Musical, that's music from Phil Collins, and that's the Disney production. And then we're closing out our season with Landau Eugene Murphy on August 1st. Tickets are available on the website. Plus, we have a bonus, Rubber Soul, a Beatles tribute band. The folks down in Charleston, Rubber Soul is the name of their band. And on July 21st and 22nd, they're doing a concert at the Raleigh Theater to benefit Theater West Virginia. So we have four shows, two musical acts, one national act, and a Beatles tribute band. I mean, we're 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 loaded for bear, if 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 I can use a a deep Southern West Virginia term. A very busy months in front of you. I wish you all the luck in the world, and I can't wait to get down there and see uh, Honey in the Rock and learn about the founding of the great state of West Virginia, which, by the way is nowhere near Richmond, because that's what people always say when you're from out of state. Yeah, exactly. I know people that live, yeah, I know people that live in Virginia Beach. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yes, yes, we get that quite a bit. And uh, and and we'll be polite as West Virginians when you come to West Virginia and say, hey, where's, where's Richmond? But uh, but we'll, we'll know that you, you need some history lessons. That's right. Honey in the Rock would be a good one. Scott Hill, the executive director of Theater, West Virginia, visit them online at theaterwestvirginia.org. 
and make a, a show part of your summer. Scott, thanks for being here today. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Big Time Talker podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you download your podcast. Tell a friend and subscribe today. Thank you, SpeakerMatch.com, for sponsoring the show. Wherever you go, whatever you do, make it a great day. Bye, everybody.